Hello, and welcome to the 48th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that, since it's easier to say, than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, the usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead, turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're doing something slightly different. It's an addendum episode. And that's a new entry into a franchise that we previously covered on this podcast. We reviewed the Conjuring franchise back in episode 7, and then did Annabelle Comes Home back in episode 30. So now it's time to tackle The Curse of La Llorona. The movie was released in 2019. It stars Linda Cardellini, Raymond Cruz, and Patricia Velasquez. It was directed by Michael Chavez, and this was his directorial debut. It was written by Mickey Daughtry and Tobias Iaconis, and it is considered the sixth installment of the Conjuring franchise. Uh, the Conjuring movies, in the order in which they were released, it was first The Conjuring, then Annabelle, then The Conjuring 2, then Annabelle Creation, then The Nun, then The Curse of La Llorona, and then Annabelle Comes Home. So that's the order in which they were released. That's not the order in which they recur because we have several uh, prequels. Um, the Conjuring takes place in 1971. Annabelle takes place in 76. The Conjuring 2 takes place in 77. Annabelle Creation goes way back to 1943 and 1955. The Nun also goes back to way back to 1952. I mean, The Curse of La Llorona takes place in 1973, and then lastly, Annabelle Comes Home is set sometime after the events of the first Conjuring movie. So that's kind of uh, how those shake out. There's a good article on uh, from Vulture dated June 26th of this year called A Horror Fan's Guide to the Ever-Expanded Conjuring Universe. And that really lays out all the events and how they connect to each other in the franchise. So that's worth a look. Uh, The Curse of La Llorona was produced by Michael Wan. And you'll remember we talked about him last week when we reviewed the Insidious franchise. And it was produced through his Atomic Monsters production company. Music was also again done by Joseph Bashira who we again talked about last week since he did all the music for The Conjuring and Insidious, as well as playing several monsters in both series. So that's pretty cool. Where to find the movie? Uh, It's available for $3 on Amazon. It's not available for free for members. And Vudu and YouTube also have it for $3. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics gave it a 29%. Audiences gave it a 40%. So, not so good. Uh, the plot, I'll, I'll read what IMDb says and then just go over the general plot. So, IMDb says, Ignoring the eerie warnings of a troubled mother suspected of child endangerment, a social worker and her own small kids are soon drawn into a frightening supernatural realm. So the movie opens in Mexico in 1673, and it's an idyllic setting um, until a boy comes across his mother drowning his little brother in a stream, and then she grabs him too. So fast forward to 1973, and a frazzled single mother tries to juggle her two young children and her job as a social worker. 
Her father was a, I mean, her husband was a policeman and he was killed in the line of duty. So her name is Anna Tate Garcia and she goes to a woman's house who has a history of alcoholism and she's possibly abusing her children. And she finds the children locked in a room with some strange symbols uh, written on the walls and the children are taken away from the woman um, despite her protest saying she's trying to protect them. But then the two kids end up drowned in a um, creek a short time later. The woman is arrested and she screams at Anna that it's her fault that her children are dead and she was trying to stop La Llorona. So the woman, Patricia, that's her name, uh, of the two dead children play, prays to La Llorona to take Anna's kids, Chris and Sam, and to bring her children back. And we know that they don't work like that, so that's not going to happen. But anyway, um, Anna turns to a priest named Father Perez, and you will remember him because he is the priest in uh, Annabelle, played by Tony Amendola. So he has a very brief role here. He basically tells her about, um, basically about Annabelle, and he refers her to uh, another ex-priest named Raphael Oliveira. And Raphael tries to demon-proof Anna's house by smudging lots of candles. I was seriously worried they were going to burn down the house with all those candles all over the place. Um, and other relics. So there's lots of rain and wind, which is kind of weird because I think this is, takes place in L.A. and there's not a lot of rain, I don't think, going on there. But there, um, that that's the sign that La Llorona is about to show up. And then... Also, there are a few near misses when they almost drown uh, the little girl and then Anna. And eventually, the demon, well, the demon's trying to get in the house, but they have it blocked off with some seeds and a bunch of other stuff. Then Patricia shows up again out of the blue with a shotgun, and she shoots Raphael in the shoulder, and she locks Anna in the basement. And the kids make a run for it, and they uh, hide in the attic. And it looks like they're a goner when La Llorona gets up there. But Patricia eventually changes her mind and then um, releases Anna from the basement. And she and Raphael run to the attic just in time. And Anna stabs La Llorona in the chest with a crucifix, which they had referenced earlier. And that was made from a fire tree. And supposedly those were the trees that were on the bank when La Llorona killed her children and uh, they were witness to her crime, and they were weeping for her children. So all is well again, and the demon is defeated for now. But as Anna goes back inside her house, she sees a puddle, a puddle of water outside on the street, and it looks like La Llorona might be coming back at some point. So that's how the show ended. On to trivia. This story is based on a Mexican folklore, or I think it's Mexican. It's um, many, many Latinx countries um, have this folktale. So as far as I could tell, it was Mexican, but who knows. It's called, uh, obviously, La Llorona, the Curse of the Weeping Woman. And in it, a woman drowns her children because her husband is unfaithful, and then she kills herself. And then she is forced to roam the earth trying to find other people's children to replace her own, 
and then she ends up drowning them. She often appears, she's weeping of course, and she has a white bridal veil on, or a bridal outfit and a veil. Um, this movie had a budget of $9 million and a box office of $122.1 million. Uh, it's 93 minutes long, so not a big time investment. You may recognize Linda Cardellini from a recent Netflix hit, Dead to Me, where she co-starred with Christina Applegate, and I thought she did a great job in that. She's also been in Bloodline, uh, several episodes of Mad Men in the ER, and she played Velma in two live-action episodes of Scooby-Doo. Um, this is the second film in the Conjuring universe not to reference Ed and Lorraine Warren. And this is the lowest grossing film of the Conjuring franchise. This is Raymond Cruz, who played Raphael's first top billing in a film. He's been in tons of other things, so I was surprised to hear that. He's been in Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, The Closer, Major Crimes, lots of stuff. This folktale is used to make children behave um, not to stay, and not to stay out late at night and to stay away from bodies of water. But BuzzFeed has a video on YouTube called um, The Hunt for La Llorona, and uh, that's kind of fun if you want to check that out, and they just review the, um, the folktale, and then they try to find her. Of course, if you watched any of the things that they do, uh, they typically don't find anybody, but it's still fun to watch. Now, the only tie-in between this movie and the Conjuring franchise is... Michael Chavez, who is the director. Um, Father Perez, who we already mentioned, who um, was in Annabelle. And then the necklace from La Llorona, when they, when they take her necklace, he says he will give it to someone for safekeeping. And that probably means it was going to the Warrens, to their museum. Um, it's important to note that originally... This movie was not even marketed as being part of the Conjuring franchise. It was just after seeing the movie that people realized the tie-ins. Um, I assume that's not a good thing and that they weren't too happy with the final product. So before we get started on a few other things, I want to play the soundtrack from La Llorona. Uh, and it is entitled, of course, La Llorona. And again, it's by Michael Bashara. And here it is.
future developments. It was just announced this week, so this was good timing to having reviewed this movie, that the Conjuring franchise's uh, latest installment will be out. It's known as Conjuring 3, and it should be released September the 11th of next year. Uh, it's subtitled, The Devil Made Me Do It. So Michael Chavez, who, as we said, directed this movie, will return as a director. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga will return as Ed and Lorraine Warren. And I think from the uh, what I saw in Wikipedia that this show um, will be about the first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect claimed demonic possession as a defense. So everything in The Conjuring, except for La Llorona, was based on Ed and Lorraine's case files from their uh, paranormal investigation. So I assume it's one of those. Now, why should you watch this movie? Um, I like learning about the legend of La Llorona. I didn't know anything about it before doing this. Um, so I was interested to see that. I wouldn't mind if the franchise started adding uh, folk tales and urban legends to the universe. I would just ask that the story be compelling. And in this movie, unfortunately, it was pretty flat. Um, there wasn't a lot going on. Um, yeah, there just wasn't wasn't much meat in this movie. So the characters are one-dimensional, and I really didn't care about them. They didn't spend too much time establishing the universe. So, uh, yeah, it just wasn't that good a movie. Um, you might want to watch this movie if you are a conjuring completionist and you want to see everything in the franchise. Or if you really like the Mexican legend, you might want to check that out and see how they interpreted it here. I did. I have watched a couple other movies uh, based on La Llorona, so it was interesting to see their take here. A recipe this week, we have a cocktail from Muy Bueno Cookbook, and I'll put the link. It's from tastespotting.com on the notes, and the ingredients are three ounces uh, pico brandy, one ounce fresh lime juice, one ounce fresh lemon juice, one and a half teaspoons granulated sugar, crushed ice, a dash of bitters, and optional dry ice. And this drink is called the La Llorona, and uh, in the book, book they, in the cookbook, they suggested that uh, you possibly could make it for a uh, Day of Dead celebrations. There is a warning on this, though, because it has dry ice, so you should not drink this until the dry ice has melted, because there are several horror stories about what happens if people ingest dry ice, so be very careful with that. Oh, where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We're on Twitter at Food and Fright. We also have a Gmail account at foodandfright at gmail.com or check us out on our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. In conclusion, um... I know this was not a very long session this time, but I just want to finish out the Conjuring franchise. And until next week, stay safe. And if you hear a woman weeping, run quickly in the other direction because it never hurts to be safe. Have a good week. Bye.